When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, stupid nerds, the download the uh, Boogie Monster with, with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone so you can find out uh, what happened to Frankenstein and the Wolfman and all that fictional stuff that never happened. And don't pay attention to World War II or the American flag or important things. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. Oh, right, 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 right. I'll let you go. How's it? Hey, everybody. It's the Boogie Monster with Kyle and... Dave, that's me. And we, uh, boy, we're going to talk about everything. The description of the podcast says we're going to talk about. Yeah, huh? Fuck that, man. I'm in, uh, I'm in my garage, my parents' garage. Your parents' Rick, garage? I'm recording from Addison, Illinois right now. There you go. I'm looking at a stack of my old cassette tapes. I'm going to read off what I'm, I'm picking five out right now. This is what I used to listen to. Okay. Let's fix my BMX bike. We got Bon Jovi, Slippery One Wet. Mm-hmm. We got Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. I remember buying this cassette. Yeah, I remember buying that in fourth grade. Uh, yeah, we got, we got Grand Marquis. Grand Marquis Practice. That's why I'm back in Addison, Illinois. Mm-hmm. We have one just called a Ska Tape. Oh, it's got Misfits of Ska. Misfits of Ska had some good stuff on there. I got a faith. Is that a compilation or is that a? Oh, it's a compilation. Definitely a compilation. Okay, it's not a Misfits uh, style band doing ska songs. No, a couple a couple bands on there did do Misfits covers. Mm -hmm. I think Uh, it was just kind of there wasn't really rules or worrying about marketing back in the day. We're like, I will call Mm -hmm. it Misfits of Ska. Do we have to do Misfits songs? Nah, do whatever you want. Okay, here's a comp. Comp (laughs) albums. I love comp albums. Yeah, I do too. You can always find some real obscure gems in there. I mean, I guess that's all that uh, Spotify is now, but mm-hmm. used to, there used to be a sense of discovery. But anyway, so I'm, I'm mm-hmm. back in the garage, man. Yeah, Grand Marquis are practicing, and uh, we, sound as great, pr- we, we sound as great as if we ever did, which means not good. Are you practicing in that garage? No, we, got, we actually have a pra- oh. uh, practice space here. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, the drummer lined something up, but it, it was fun, man. We, I got in yesterday, and we were playing. It's gonna be it's gonna be a silly time. Beat Kitchen Saturday night. Saturday night Beat Kitchen. What time you going in, in Chicago, Illinois? To be more specific, I don't I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know any of that stuff. Okay, Dude, all, everybody's in their forties. Everybody's like taking breaks to stretch their backs. We'll <laughs> talk about what medicines we're on. It's a whole. It was a whole <laughs> thing, dude. <laughs> You're going to have, like, one of those foam back rollers in the green room. <laughs> Marco, the secret guitar, like, like, he's had to, like, sit on the floor a couple times. Like, I got to do stretches. I'm like, I get it. But he drove in from New York, so he was in a car the whole time. Man, I stretch before I do stand-up, and I don't even move much. It's he, just, uh, I think it's a psychological thing. I just got to be loose and limber. I uh, wholeheartedly agree, man. Just having mm-hmm. the idea that your body feels loose uh, adds to your mind feeling loose. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always... Uh, more more so in the past, but I need to get back into it. But, like, man, 10 years ago, like, I would do, like, a whole routine. I'd do, like, a 10-minute, 15-minute stretch before every 
show. Like I, I really had to get loose. Yeah, dude, I, 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 I do not to sound too hippie, but I think there's definitely like a mind and body connection of like, if your body's loose, then your mind's loose and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So I hear you on that, but yeah, man, wow. Just in this, why does my dad have small antique <laughs> jars of castor oil in here? Ooh. It's just weird. It's like, it's like the garage. It, it's nothing's <laughs> it been touched in poison. here. Yeah. Nothing's been touched in here. <laughs> Since God knows when, I probably shouldn't be looking around at. The, I, I shouldn't look at this. I don't know what I'm going to find in here. Now, is this the house you spent your whole childhood in, or did you guys move there? No, at some no. Point? I, this they, my parents got this house in the early '70s, and I grew oh, up wow. here. Yeah, so this, this so is so that's the, the only home you knew before you fled. Yeah, yeah. Before I split for before I went dream chasing. Man, that's crazy that, to, to think about. Like. The house I grew up in, I haven't seen that house in thirty years. But like, yeah. if I could just go back to it, that would that would be trippy. I mean, I know you've gone back, you know, routinely your entire life, so it's not as trippy. But still, to think that that's where four year old Kyle used to play right there. Oh yeah, man. There's there's remnants of four year old. There's some like names written in the sidewalk around here, and it's <laughs> wild. Funny. I mean, well, speaking of which, like this older house, I think built in the forties, maybe. Not old, mm-hmm. given. But uh, no ghosts whatsoever. Kind of thought there would be yeah. old house, kind of spooky, kind of torn up basement. Mm-hmm. No ghosts. Now, what did mm. you just tell me right before we started recording? Dude, should I go ahead and get into this story? I think it's Halloween right now, man. I mean, it's it's Halloween month. It's October. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I'm, ooh. And this is, I promise, I'm, I'm being truthful here. Uh, the source is being truthful. Uh, but yeah, what a coincidence! We know you don't make into, stuff uh, up, Dave, because your stories <laughs> would be better if you did. <laughs> Just a coincidence that I'm getting in the spooky season mode here. Like uh, October first is usually like when I really kick in. Like you know, I, I was I kind of build up towards uh, late September, but man, when the when the calendar clicks over to October, boy, it's it's just <clears> go time. Oh, game on, I'm, yeah. Dude, we've been watching so many movies and, uh, yeah, just getting getting the house ready. You know, Katie's big into the decorating. Anyway, uh, what you were alluding to. All right, we talked a couple weeks ago about a ghostly encounter, or what what Katie and I think is a ghostly encounter that uh, happened here in the apartment with uh-huh. the power cord to the, to the Bluetooth speaker. Okay. <clears throat> now, this is straight from the horse's mouth. This happened to Katie three days ago. Uh, she's been spending a lot of time over at dad's at her dad's place, uh, about 30 minutes away just cause he's, you know, he's elderly and his house is too big for him. And it, he, she just, she's the maid. She's the in, in home help. She's the nurse. She's doing everything. Sure. There. So she's over there about three or four days a week. And, uh, the other day she's in the kitchen washing dishes and, uh, right above the sink, like many kitchens have, there's, there's a window. That uh, overlooks the uh, backyard. Now you've been over there. Uh, her dad's got a pretty sprawling estate, like sizable, is, um, sizable uh, home. Yeah, big, uh, like Spanish style, California style ranch. Uh, probably, 
I think the thing's like damn five thousand square feet. It's a it's a pretty sprawling thing, and the bat and the landscape. We walked beautiful. through like four living rooms before we got to the yeah. house. <laughs> yeah, it, it's an impressive house. But uh, point being, the backyard, big backyard, uh, the whole property's you know about a two acre lot. So the backyard's probably about an acre, which uh, is decent sized backyard. And uh, my point being, the entire property, the entire backyard property, uh, is surrounded by a wall. Not a fence, but a wall. I always think that you can tell that you're you've jumped up a tax bracket when you graduate from fence to wall on your property. Uh, it's about an eight foot concrete wall. That uh, so my point is nobody can get in and out of that backyard. Okay, uh, you'd have to go through the locked gates on the side, which uh, you need a key and all that. Blah blah blah. So point being, no one's wandering. No, no neighbors mm-hmm. are just commuting, passing through the backyard. It's completely secured, walled off. Katie's sitting there washing dishes, standing there washing dishes, uh, looking out the window, and she sees an old man walk right in front of the window. She said probably about 10 feet from the window, so, you know, not deep into the rear of the property or anything, up close, 10 feet from the window. She just sees like a, she described him as a late 60s, early 70s, white male, uh, average height and mm-hmm. build. Wearing just a white plain T-shirt, like an you know just a underwear undershirt, sure. just a plain old white Hanes T-shirt, um, uh, kind of little balding, um, but just walk by really fast. Like she said, she saw him for about two seconds, and it startled startled her because she didn't know who the guy was. She hollered at her dad, you know, hey, is, is someone else here? He said no, and then. Uh, she ran outside to get a closer look and the guy was gone. So she just saw him walk and she said he was moving real fast, like faster than what an old man would walk. And she said it was crystal clear. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't a foggy, you know, figure. There was no, uh, transparency. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, she said it looked, you know, just like a normal human being, but he was an old guy walking faster than an old guy would walk. And when she, three seconds later, when she ran out the side door right there to investigate, he's nowhere to be found. In the, in the backyard, it's completely secured and, and walled off. There's no way an old guy's just hopping in, hopping out. So there you go. And she, she, she was sober. <laughs> she wasn't high. It was the middle of the day. And... So yeah, man. We're not going with know. trespasser on this one. We're going right no, to go. No, she's 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 a hundred percent sure. There's no no way it could have been a trespasser because literally he'd have to either more have like, a key. There's a more of a likelihood that it's a ghost. Well, and I know that sounds crazy because you know in theory trespasser seems very plausible, but seriously, you he, you'd have to have a key or you'd have to be able to scale an eight foot concrete wall, which an old guy's. Not going to be able to do that. And even if he it was a human back there, she was out the door in two or three seconds. Like, he wouldn't have been able, even though she did say he was moving fast, but I doubt, first of all, he, he wouldn't be able to scale the wall. But I doubt, even if he could, that he could even get to the edge of the property. And the obvious stuff, it was not her dad, of course. Was not her dad. He was in the living room because she shouted at him. She said, hey, Dad, do you have company? Because, you know, people do stop by. You know, he's got the pool guy and the, he's got a, a lawn maintenance guy. But it wasn't mm-hmm. any. It was no service people. It was no friends. It was no neighbors. It was daytime. So, daytime. She saw it crystal clear. Didn't look, 
you know, transparent, just looked like a human being. And she's like, Dad, who's that in the backyard? And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? All right. And she said he was moving. She, she described it as if he was moving uh, like he was on a walking or a moving sidewalk. You know how when you're in the airport or something, it's how cool you can, you can walk so fast. Oh, she said gliding. it felt like he was gliding like he was on a moving sidewalk, and he was walking way too fast. He wasn't running. You know, his stride, his gait was that of a walk, but he was moving much quicker than a 70-year-old man should be able to walk. All right. So there you go. I don't know what the fuck that means. Some weird, um, weird wild house, stuff out there. Little backstory on the house. I think the house is about 20, 25 years old. I think it was built around the turn of the century. Uh, it just sounds funny. And um, yeah. I think uh, her dad's the third owner. So we don't know. I mean, obviously, he. I think he knew who the second, the, the person he bought it from. I don't know any crazy backstory there. I don't know who the first owner was. But, yeah, so there you go. And, uh, yeah, so in, in, her, in her family, no one has passed away or, you know, any tragedies in that house. But I, I don't know what has happened before. He's, uh, dad's been there, granddad's been there about... Uh, about six, five, six years. Yeah. So, there we go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what uh, the Orange County indigenous population is like. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, weird stuff. Yeah, Katie seems weird. to be and susceptible to these things. Yeah, and just uh, to a backstory there, for I mean, we talked about this when it happened years ago, but it's not the first ghost Katie's seen about four or five years ago, right before uh, we got back together. This would have probably been late 16, early 17. Uh, she's just hanging out in her apartment, and uh, middle of the day, she's making a smoothie, and she was living alone, you know, before I moved in. And she looks up, and there's like a teenage boy uh, dressed in 70s clothing with a 70s haircut, just sitting on her couch peacefully. And she, like, you know, got wide-eyed, and she tried to speak to it. And she was like, oh, hello. And then she looked down to grab her smoothie, looked back up, and it was gone. But again, look like a human being, not a uh, not an apparition. She, or anything. she got that intuition. They know that. <laughs> they know that she's a pliable source. It's crazy because she's, she's not because <laughs> she's not into much of this stuff at all. Like you know, I I can't talk to her about Ghost and Bigfoot. I mean, she you know she's a good sport, but it's not like she's into it or has has always been one of the you know. No, I, I it's, a, it's a struggle or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a struggle to maintain. Any type of sexiness as the man that I am, I'm not going to start introducing supernatural shit in and like just whittle away what little I have that remains attractive to Rachel. I'm not going to be like, what yeah. if aliens are yeah. really time travelers? Like, nah, let's just let's leave that. Yeah, <clears throat> let's leave my unsexy hobbies for myself. <laughs> but yeah, like her. Her eyewitness testimony, you know, honestly carries more weight than mine because I want to see this shit. Yeah. You know, I want to see it ghost. I want to see it. Because she's indifferent. She's like, eh, whatever. But yeah, no, anytime the people that want to see it see it, I'm like, no, you didn't. Mm-hmm. All the tools yeah. are fake. All this stuff's fake. It's going to happen to people that I think <laughs> are born with a higher, you know, uh, sensitivity to that kind of stuff. I think we've always talked mm-hmm. about that. Some people I think are just. Some people are more sensitive to light. Some people are allergic to things, almost like it's like an allergy. Like, oh, I don't have a defense against seeing ghosts. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel about it. So that's you got just gonna have to deal with these stories now. You're marrying into yeah. that intuitive lifestyle now. 
That's going to be fun that you want to see it. You never get to see it. And she's like, shit, I saw Mm -hmm. it again. Do I let Dave know? Do I disappoint Dave by telling him I see ghosts every day? (laughs) Uh, Wouldn't that be crazy, though? Like, if you, like, either one of those stories. Just her telling you, like, Dave, there's ghosts everywhere. You're like, fuck it, there's nothing. I'm I'm home alone. Like, no, there's ghosts there. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine, like, you know, there's always, you know, the corner of your eye, you know, weird shadows. But to just look across your apartment and there's a teenage boy, crystal clear, sitting on your couch. And you're like, what? Who, who, hello? No goddamn teenagers then, in my house. And then he's gone. Then he just disappears. Feet on the furniture Fuck kind of know. shit. Eating my snacks? Man. No. Unacceptable. <laughs> Dude, that's uh, that's something you got going on there. Yeah. That is the that is the that is the indigenous people of Orange County is still just a rich <laughs> old, old white, white dude in a undershirt wandering onto somebody else's shit without caring. That <laughs> is Orange County. Yeah, there's an oil spill off the coast of Orange County. Where are your protests now, mm-hmm. Orange County? You guys, yeah. you guys got your uh, no masks, like proof of no vaccine required restaurants and your fucking riots that you have during surf contests. Now you got an oil spill. What are you doing now, Orange County? Jack yeah. shit. Okay. Sorry. I'm a little spicy. I get a little <laughs> spicy when I'm back in Addison. Oh, man. Man, speaking of Orange County, uh, just this morning, now this I didn't see this in Orange County. It drove right by my house, but it's a very Orange County thing. There for was the, a for the gang. for the people that don't know, Orange County <laughs> is basically whatever the richest, whitest suburb is around where you live. That's Orange County. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the you know what a slingshot? What do you call it? A Polaris slingshot? You know what I'm talking about? Those uh, oh, yeah. three wheeled open air open hood vehicles. There was a, <laughs> yeah. there was a gang of ten. There was a gang of ten of them that drove by today. I guess Monday mornings the. Uh, Long Beach slingshot uh, meetings. Man, I think those are like those electric lime scooters. Like, I bet they're real fun mm-hmm. to use, but as an like observing somebody, that's the dumbest shit I've ever seen in the world. Oh man, I rock those lime <laughs> scooters, dude. And I look. Uh, Do yeah. you? I, I'm sure. I, when I'm always self conscious when I'm on. I'm like, yeah, man, I, I got like as long as you're in, as long as you're in the bike lane. If you're on a sidewalk, oh yeah, get. Bent. Oh yeah, get I off. will not yeah, move off. for you if you're on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will. I w- I've had people like skid out in front of me because I'm like, I'm not moving. Mm-hmm. You have a bike lane or ride them and do what you're supposed to do with them. But yeah, then I have I've used them once or twice and I'm like I get it. I understand the appeal. I just mm-hmm. it's like good. It's like less cars and it's good for people that need to commute but can't walk. Like I see the benefits. I just. They are, were abused more than I saw them used uh, <laughs> properly. Man. But, yeah, those slingshot things. I'm sure there's something what fun. I'm car. sure they, they corner well and they're sport. They just mm-hmm. – it always looks like, like whoever's in it is just so desperate to have attention paid to them. Yeah, yeah. Which, Jesus Christ, man, we're doing the, the band thing and, like, looking through old pictures. I think I needed to have a cigarette in every picture that was taken of me from 18 to fucking 30. Oh, it was a conscious choice? Like, hold on, let me grab oh, my cigarette? just so desperate. <laughs> so desperate, Dave. You cool guy. So desperate to be cool. Like, I tried. It was so pathetic, man. That's funny. I tried so hard, dude. 
Every picture I had some fucking pose or something. It's, uh huh. I mean, like I'm laughing at it, but holy shit, the fact that that's I did the, not get the shit smacked out of me more is that's amazing. the punk rock version of like uh, the young jock uh, flexing in every picture, but but pretending oh. he's not. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm just <laughs> yoked up, dude. I'm just yoked. Yeah. Yeah, you. I could see that you're. Why don't you calm down there, Hercules? So, you know, all, like all of like the football pictures or anything when they have the individual ones, they all have to look as hard as fuck, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's, oh, I yeah. forget where somebody got this picture from, but it was <laughs> like the they had like they had the pictures on banners around the football field, uh-huh. and one yeah. kid's picture was just him pouring <laughs> syrup on pancakes. That's funny. And it was like this dude, like it's still the same like way the photograph was for, but he's pouring yeah. syrup on some bag. I'm like, this guy, like to know how to like when to do a joke that young, yeah. Because yeah, as much as that's I thought it was joke. funny, like that's a le- like that's a level of comedy and commitment to a bit where I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's good. Like good for you, good for you for recognizing that. Yeah, early on, yeah. Cause you're right. Like every single, I, I I took those same pictures myself. But there's there's no way a teenage football player boy is getting his team photo in his uniform made and not going to try to look tough. Yeah, you see the one guy who's not. smiling. You're like, I like him. Yeah, I'm rooting for him. You know what? He's a good enough player that he's confident. He doesn't have to look scary. Yeah, yeah. He's going to do more. He might play college ball, but he's also going to be a doctor. <laughs> I like this guy. Sports therapist. Give him sports therapy. Yeah. But especially like high school football, like, no, mine's going to be funny. Because what was the yeah. biggest extent of that comedy? It was like, oh, there's a pep rally, and the football players are going to put on a cheerleader's uniforms and be yeah. the ladies. That'll be the funny thing. I mean, uh-huh. I'm, I'm sure they don't. What do they call it? Powder probably can't puff. do it anymore. Yeah. Probably yeah. can't do that anymore. But. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. Which good. It was stupid anyway. Yeah, it was pretty dumb. Did you do it? Did you dress up like a lady? I think I did. Just recreationally, yeah, did. not even for this. Mm-hmm. Just, just in yeah. general. <laughs> Try and sell no, silky. I did. Yep. <laughs> you're getting there, Dave. You're getting into fashion. You're finding you're you're just texting me shirts at random now. Sent you another shirt today. Yeah. I'm uh, beefing up my Hawaiian shirt game. So yeah, man. I lo- it's it's <laughs> working for you living in Long Beach, walking the streets at night. Yeah, man, dude. Uh, officially, this morning. Nice little milestone. Officially down 50 pounds. There you go, man. Good on you, buddy. Nice, clean, round number. Yeah. Good on you. Only got 75 more to go, but hey, that's a start. (laughs) I ate a whole pizza last night. A whole pizza? I got back to Addison. I had to have a Nardi's. Nardi's. Tell me about Nardi's. It sounds good. It's just class. It was also right next to the practice space. I was like, I'll pick that Uh up. I'll bring it over. See if the guys had like maybe one or two pieces, but I ate the whole thing pretty much. Nardi's. What uh, hell like of a name, Nardi's? Yeah, that's a great name. Thin crust. What what, what Just, kind of crust? Yeah, are you doing thin there, crust, Nardis? square cut. Okay. Jardinier mm. mushroom. Ooh, I'm getting every. I'm getting everything I get when I get back here. I can't have my hot dogs or anything anymore. So I, I mm-hmm. still get my pizza. Mm-hmm. Still gonna. I'll probably drink this week. I'll be honest. It's been about seven weeks. I'm probably gonna have drinks this week. Do it, buddy. You've earned it. You know. I think I want to. I that's, want a, to that's a hell of a break for you, and I'm not being. No, no, it is. (laughs) Well, for you, that's a hell of a break. (laughs) And weird enough, too, being back here in the place, like in the house that I got yelled at for being stoned, and now my mom's like, "Oh, we got coupons for the new weed shop down the street." So I went. I went there today. 
Does your mom mess around with any of that? She was getting on the CBD. I wish she would. Good for her. She would benefit. The neighbors, yeah. they got young neighbors here. Yeah. And they're into it. She's like, I gave them the coupon, but I'll get it back. Like, no, let them keep the coupon, though. <laughs> Can't Indian give the coupon? Mothers love coupons. Oh, God. That's what she gave them. You, you guys like the weed. Here's a coupon for it. Oh, I need my sons here. I need the coupon back. I um, never ate a meal out at a restaurant as a child without being involved in some sort of discount coupon scam lie. Uh, just meaning like <laughs> wow, that's it. Like, well, uh, took a turn for the more interesting, Dave. Let's go. Coupons, no, those, those are like, one of the scams. No, I just remember meaning like I always had to pretend I was ordering a different thing. Like like my mom would be like, "All right, we gotta buy one, get one half off." But it's the combo, and I know you don't want. I don't like fries, but I know you like fries, so you order the a la carte burger. I'll get the combo. I'll give you my fries. And there was just always some like script or story I yeah. had to remember. <laughs> well, especially if like growing up with a family on a budget too, it's like that mm-hmm. stuff. Did all add up, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We used to go to a place uh, called, uh, back then it was called Po Folks, and I think there was some controversy <laughs> years later, and they changed it to Folks. Uh, but seriously, Po Folks, it was like, uh, I don't know how to, it was kind of like a Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it was, I dug it. It was, you know, just uh, chain Southern cooking. But um, they used to have a deal, like kids under six ate free. Yeah, and I remember we'd go there like once a week, and you'd get a fried chicken leg and a and, and a side of fries, and as long as like you know free with an adult purchase or whatever. So uh, yeah, we'd go there and like every week, and I just eat free fried chicken. And you were fries. six until you were ten, probably right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big for his age. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, getting I, don't, in I don't know. Do restaurants? I don't have kids. I wonder if restaurants uh, still do any of that, like, you know, kids eat free. I'm Tuesday sure there's a place. Shit. Yeah, I'm sure that's still going on. I got, I remember we, we used to go be able to go on vacation because, you know, my dad worked for the airlines. So even if we mm-hmm. weren't swimming in cash, we still got to go on a summer vacation every year because we could, like, fly that's for awesome. free, you know? That's awesome. And then he would get all the di- travel discounts at the spot. So we would go, we went to Jamaica. And I was real excited, but, like, I had to be... I think it was, ten, it must have been twelve or under. Mm-hmm. Was like that's how you got this discount, but I had turned thirteen. I was like proud, like I'm finally a teenager, you know. Yeah, because that's what that's the end of eighth grade. Yeah, usually, yeah, or end of seventh grade, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my mom's like, if we, we cannot tell people you're thirteen, you cannot. We'll get so much like they're gonna kick us out of the resort. <laughs> that's conspiracy. And I'm like, we're on the bus to go to like to get to the resort from the airport, and I was like making friends with some kids. Like, how old are you? I'm like, I'm 13. Thinking of a cold. I was like, shut up, shut up. Like, what? Yeah, he's he's a fucking spy. He's a narc for the resort. They put him on here just to make sure that the age limit isn't being broken. Oh man. But also, <laughs> I mean, I could see doing the same thing. You're gonna save a bunch of money. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not, dude? You want to talk some movies? I watched some Halloween or spooky movies. Maybe not Halloween let's, movies. Let's talk about them. But, uh, maybe before the spooky movies, should we get into uh, Many Saints of Newark? We both we both watched that the other night. But I don't know what I watched. Yeah. I watched a bunch <laughs> of stereotypes dance around for two hours. <laughs> 
Oh man, well, I didn't know yeah, the relation was... to the show as much. Oh, but, I mean, okay. I did watch the series, mm-hmm. but like I, you know, a part of this on is on me. I was like, kind of Rachel's out or something. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna do a movie, and I was flipping around too much. I'm like, oh, well, let's watch this thing. So I didn't have a lot of heart in it to begin with. And then I yeah. just, uh, I also just didn't give a shit. Like, how many more of these mafia things can we make? I don't think we need any more. Yeah, but it's the connection. It's the Sopranos connection. People loved it so much. It's been so long. People are thirsty for it. I mean, yeah. If that was just, I'll admit, I think it was good, not great. If that was just a movie, it would have been like, I'd have been like, this is a C-plus movie. Yeah. But because it's a, the, the Sopranos connection, I think uh, so many fans were just... You know, ready to gobble it up, but um, ready yeah, to gobble it, was good. it up. <laughs> I think uh, the obvious problem is we're comparing a two-hour movie, and it's we meaning Sopranos fans. Mm-hmm. You know, you're comparing a two-hour movie to a eighty-six, you know, episode series, and uh, you're just not gonna. You know, it's been so long. Everybody's so thirsty for some sort of reunion or some, even though there's a prequel. But uh, and I think they just try to squeeze too much in. They, you know, a couple of storylines that you just. I was just like, what do I, I care? I, honestly, story? I watched it, already forgot it. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought there was the violence I thought was good. The the thing, I don't want to spoil anything, but the thing with the drill, you remember that? I mean, that was unique and terrifying. Oh, wait, here's spoiler alert, everybody, so turn it off for mm-hmm. a minute. What? Yeah, I already forgot what happened. Oh, okay. The, the, uh, the, they kind of took a, a page out of the casino playbook where um, the main character, Dickie, was roughing somebody up. I forgot who it was. Somebody owed him money or something. Oh, it was the the black guy's cousin or brother. Anyway, they grabbed the dude. I can't believe I just watched him. this in the last week and I remember <laughs> absolutely none of it. That's how little they, of an impression this movie made on me. The scene where they grab that dude, they throw him on the table, much like in Casino where they throw him on a table and then put his head in a vice. Instead of putting his head in a vice, they put a fucking power drill in his mouth. Oh yeah, they get the. Teeth. That was one yeah. of the gnarliest violent scenes I've ever seen. Just the thought of a drill clanking around your yeah. fucking mouth. Yeah, that was a lot. And then the the, the Ray Liotta thing. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but you know that was. At first, I was like, "Oh shit, Ray Liotta's dead." So I'll leave that at that. But that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was good, but. Um, do you ever wonder oh, if, like, I mean, gang I, guys, like, nobody starts off. You have, like, how tough it's got to be, like, like all the mafia guys, like, well, those guys, they did a drill in his mouth. We got to do something crazier now. Like, if they're up. frustrated that they have to keep doing crazier shit. <laughs> like, what? Like, we can get this job done just by breaking fingers. Like, why does creativity... Mm-hmm. Like, do, do you think those things really happen? Or are these filmmakers trying to build up what these guys... Because, like, honestly, if I'm a violent person and I want to get secrets out of somebody, like, is there another guy that's there that's just cleanup? <laughs> Probably, Cause, yeah. Because think no, about it. Like, you're, if you're making the mess and now, what, just mm-hmm. the new guy's got to be like, yeah. oh, I got to clean up all these teeth now. I swear. Well, yeah, they do that. Yeah, one they day do that with disposing of the body. One one guy will kill him, and then they you know they tell his henchman, "Hey, go get rid of this guy." Get but you could dispose guys. You shot him in the head as they put the plastic down. I like the neat Italians that are like grandparents, where there's still <laughs> plastic down and everything. Like they know they're gonna make a yeah. mess. But I like like I wonder oh. what's the gestation of like why these crimes got so 
horrifically more creative. Like at one point, like you watch these like move like it's like fucking saw movies. It's like you just want a secret yeah. out of somebody. Start cutting their fingers off or something. Yeah. I don't understand the like if they're bored with the technique. Or like I said, the guy who's got to clean it up is like, man, once I make it to that level, either they're like, I'm not going to do this to the guy below me because this is mean. Or they're like, I'm going to do some even crazier shit. Like just to prove to yourself, like to the other guys, look at this crazy thing I did. Like fucking calm down. Some of it's probably just uh, availability. You know, if I'm a violent crime boss maniac and I'm torturing somebody and there just happens to be a drill with an arm's reach on that table over there. What I'll the probably fuck grab are you that. Doing? It's called organized crime. Why aren't you, or- mm-hmm. why are you taking a, a person to a place to get secrets out of them? You're like, Oh geez, I got to improvise. <laughs> no, I'm just saying he, he might've was just going to rough him up with his fist. And then he saw the fucking drill. But also it might be like, if you're trying to get info out of me, the threat of breaking my fingers, isn't that scary. But when you grab that drill and give it a squeeze, then I'm like, oh, shit, what did you want to know? You know, maybe the threat of it. Maybe, like, I don't want to have to use this, but God damn it, I will if you don't tell me what I need true, to know. True, As opposed to, I'm going to break your finger. I'm like, fuck you. True. Well, it's like, you, like, like, they, like any Mexican journalist looking into the gangs, they're all just hung from street yeah. posts. Like, God yeah. damn yeah. it, you guys. Fucking ruthless. Yeah, that's a line of thinking. I wasn't happy to go down. Because now I'm in the garage here like, all right, let's say I got to get secrets out of a guy. Well, I got a lot of yard equipment. I got two I got two Craftsman hedge trimmers. I don't know why there's two. Mm-hmm. One's got a battery, but it looks like the battery's charged up. That's probably why. It's probably better than the plug-in one, depending on where you got the guy laying down, you know. Yeah. You don't have the guy laying on a table and the cord's not long enough on the hedge trimmer. I got to go find an <laughs> extension cord. Now this guy's thinking he's not going to tell the secrets. No, I agree with the fingers, though. I think that's probably the most uh, effective and discreet and uh, easiest cleanup. Get you a pair of hand pruners, like uh, the little clippers you'd use to kind of prune a rose bush or something. Oh, I'm like, like, they're not called that. That's not what they're for. I'm like, oh, handheld handheld pruners. I'm like pruners to Mm -hmm. cut parts of the hand off. I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. not... No, the That's one you that, hold with your hands, as imagine, opposed to like an electric version. Just imagine seeing like the Italian guy in a jumpsuit in an Ace Hardware. I'm looking for like, um, you know, like a hand pruners, something that like a finger would fit in. Not that that's what I'm doing mm-hmm. with it, but you know what I'm talking about. You think this will cut off a toe? It's a guy in a velour tracksuit in the home and garden section of a Walmart. <laughs> no, I'm not. You, I'm not looking to spend a lot. This is a one and done kind of job. <laughs> oh, trust me. These are going to end up at the bottom of a lake. Don't worry. I don't need the, I don't need the warranty on it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I oh. can't believe I watched that movie and re- retained none of it. It made no impression yeah. on me because, like, I watched The Sopranos and I thought it was, like, I thought it was good. You know, I was like, I'm going to mm-hmm. watch this whole series. But you as a fan, you thought it was an okay movie. Yeah, I thought it was, you know, I, I like I said, if it didn't have anything to do with Sopranos, I would think it's probably fairly mediocre but um no it was neat i mean the one obvious thing that a lot of fans 
quickly point out is uh, the Silvio character was just a bit cartoonish and over the top, especially before he got his wig. It just, that was just, it almost felt like a Dick Tracy movie. Remember that? Was it Dick Tracy in the uh, late 80s where everybody, yeah. everybody had these exaggerated features and, and prosthetic makeup? Who is Silvio was, in The Sopranos? Is that Lil Silvio Stevie? Silvio is, uh, is, yeah, little Steven Van Zant, his character. Okay. Who I love, that character. Um, but the uh, his version in this movie was just a little distracting. There like, was okay, a lot of caricatures. That's what I think. I thought there was, it felt like a lot of caricatures. It felt like they were making fun of Italian like mafia movies yeah. at, at points. Yeah, it might have been. But I mean, the the main character, the guy who played Dicky Moltisanti, I thought he was great. I don't know that actor. I never noticed him before, but he was awesome. Uh, the big hype is Gandolfini's real life son played a younger him and. Let's just say you could tell he's not a trained actor, but you know, maybe, maybe they overlook a little bit of that just for the uh, physical similarities, the resemblance. But uh, he's a chubbier fellow. Yeah, he did. He did. He did okay. Yeah, I mean, he was a, probably a little pudgy, but uh, I thought he was all right. And then uh, uh, Tony's mom, that actress I've always liked, uh, Vera Farmiga, something like that. She's been in. Oh, stuff, she's good. She she's great. always good and stuff. Yeah, she was great as uh, Olivia Soprano. Yeah. But yeah, no, I thought it was good. Um, I think they just tried to do too much. Like the whole storyline with the the black rival gang or something. Like, I don't know. I think my problem, and this is kind of obvious, I didn't care about any character that I didn't know from the show. And yeah. I know that's a little short-sighted, but it's just like you got all these stories and characters that we already know and love. Let's Let's dabble with that. Don't give me new characters, but oh well. I thought it was pretty good. Um, anyway, so we saw that. Uh, let's get to some scary stuff. I watched three uh, scary movies this weekend. What did you watch? What are we on? And two of them were, were good. Uh, I'll give you the bad one first. I watched a movie called Raccoon Valley, and the trailer looked good. Raccoon and the premise Valley. seemed good. And um, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's a whole bunch of nothing. Good setup, good premise. Could have been great. Uh, a whole bunch of nothing really uh, disappointing, almost nothing of an ending. And then at the very end, like one of the first credits they roll is uh, something, our production budget was $175. Okay, maybe tell me <laughs> that at the beginning. <laughs> like, okay, that's good. Like, but that's like saying, hey, come eat our hamburgers. We make them in three seconds. They okay, wanted, they wanted you to not... be impressed afterwards. Like, you did all that? Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe that was the point. Like, hey, can you believe that only cost? But like, yeah, I kind of do believe that because what it was, was the uh, uh, what was the premise of Raccoon Valley? Raccoon Valley, uh, there's uh, some sort of uh, evacuation. Some some a uh, plane crashes and it uh, releases some sort of virus or something is going around, and this whole city's being evacuated. Problem is, our main character's deaf. It's this lady who's deaf, and she's just hanging out in her house doing stuff, and then slowly starts to figure out that. Uh, chaos is going on around her and then uh i think maybe the virus the you know it has an effect on certain people kind of turns them into these weird zombie-like folks and she just runs across two or three of these infected zombie-like folks and uh you know she gets scared and i think one of them chases her a little bit but then the movie ends nothing really happens <laughs> so it was just like well hey but it only cost 175 yeah there's 175 bucks right there mm-hmm. yeah. no, no special effects uh, yeah, so that was a little disappointing. But I saw two that I enjoyed. Um, uh, Don't Breathe, I watched that. Not necessarily like a, more of a thriller than a horror movie, 
but a, a pretty damn good thriller. Some oh. nice twists and turns. Oh, no, I was um, saying Last Breath is the one that I watched. Yeah. Don't Breathe, uh, real short synopsis. Uh, this, this trio of young petty criminals in Detroit uh, find a house to rob, and then twist oh. and turns and chaos ensues. I did so, see that one. Pretty solid. Like it, I said, not a traditional horror movie, but a good thriller. Isn't it that they got the guy there, they broke into a house, and there's a guy in the house? And he's, he's blind. He's blind. Yes, I yep. did see that one. I thought that one was good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, good twist and turns there. And then uh, the last one I'll talk about, I watched this one and really enjoyed the shit out of this one. Mm-hmm. Super entertaining. Uh, boy, towards the end, all the craziness that happens. Uh, drag me to hell. Thought that was fantastic. And that's the one the gal's working at a bank and she denies a gypsy alone, right? Yep. Yeah, there dude. you go. I saw that's that one. Setup. I, I saw that one in um, of very m- mixed attended screening, which uh-huh. is by mentioning that because that's not usually how I'd see movies. I'd either see them here in suburban Addison growing up, which is all white kids, or I'd go see them in Los Feliz. Whereas uh-huh. like all white kids, uh huh, or was your know, white, you know, hipsters in the east side of L.A. Mm-hmm. But I went and saw Drag Me Hell like just like a Friday night date night. <laughs> Everybody's out to check it out, and it was the best way to see that movie. Oh, I bet, I bet, I love that energy. I just yeah, and, I, and I don't know if it's yeah, and it was just like. Like black people, Latino people, and everybody like getting scared at a scary movie and laughing about mm-hmm. it. Like that's mm-hmm. what it's there for, is to be enjoyed that way. Not all stifled with your oh, oh mm, uh, no, have yeah. fun. Like Interta- not yeah, not entertainment. Inter- yes, not inter- interrupting the movie, but yelling back mm-hmm. at it like fuck this. Like I was like and I because that's what I want to do in those movies. Mm-hmm. You know, you're having a few beers in yeah. the parking lot. You want to get in there. You mm-hmm. want to have a great time for the amount of money you spent at a scary movie. And I did for that. What was it? Great time. I'm glad you like that movie. Yeah. Man, especially the ending. I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything, but but some of the, uh, not just special effects, but just oh. some of the ideas. Like, I won't spoil anything, but the cat there at the end and just some of that stuff. All right, here's, and, a quick, uh, here's a quick the, spoiler. The seance. The seance oh. scene is what I'm saying. That whole scene. Holy shit. I'm going to have to watch that one again. I'm going to, because the part I remember that everybody lost their shit at, spoiler right now, muted if you need to. Mm-hmm. Like one of the gypsies, like throwing up on her. Oh my god, dude! Oh, people in the theater were losing their fucking mind. It was hilarious. I thought that was one of the grossest things I've seen until about twenty minutes later. It was so gross. Another spoiler. It was just (laughs) no fuck this. It was awesome. That was awful. That was awful. But you know what got me even worse Which was part? this uh, spoiler again. This scene where she goes to the lady's wake and then bumps into the coffin, and the corpse lands on top of her, and all <laughs> this bile and formaldehyde or whatever. <laughs> she comes out of the corpse's <laughs> mouth and lands on her face. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought I was gonna puke. I, that's the closest <laughs> I've come to puking from watching a movie. Dude, it did such a better job than, like, the Saw movies or the Hostel movies. Yeah. It did such a better job at that kind of stuff for me. I really thought thought this movie would have gotten more hype when people start talking about scary movies. 
Yeah. I mean, this is because everything you want, or everything I want in a scary movie. It's, it's got everything. It's scary. It's fun, though. It's gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. one I thought would get... I saw that one when it came out. I'm like, this is fantastic. And it just never gets the hype when people start talking about scary stuff. Yeah, it was great. I love the the lead actress, uh, Allison Lohman, I think is her name. She's um, I loved her in um, Matchstick Men. And she was also mm-hmm. in Big Fish, but she—I I really like her, and she just crushed it. Like she was a great yeah. uh, lead. She's a, she's, oh, I just every scene, every. I, I tell you who does. One. I tell you, who bores the shit out of me. Uh, Justin Long, he's fine. He just to me, he's just like guy number one. Like, oh, we need a guy in our. Movie. Oh, he knows. Let's yeah, I think he's aware that that's who he is. Yeah, it's just he just <laughs> bores the shit out of me. But I mean, he was fine. Do it, buddy. Do it. Uh. Nice face fart. Huffing some old dust in the garage here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's one of the best uh, scary movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I think I've said before, like, I love the theory of a scary movie, but so many of them, just some, I can't put my finger on it, but so many of them just don't hit with me because just the pacing and just yeah, some of it's predictable. Or they don't know how like, to end them. Mm hmm. But man, this scratched all the right itches. What do I got to start making notes of what I'm watching? I watched. Uh, um, Last Breath. Now, what's that about? Because what was the name of the one you watched? Don't Breathe. Uh, Don't Breathe. This one, I might have been talking about it last week. I don't remember if I was. Daniel Van Kirk recommended it to me. Okay. He was doing the Pen Pals podcast. Okay, if I was mentioning Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's about uh, deep sea divers. Right. And uh, the right. ship, yeah. Okay, was I talking about it on the show already then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I watched yeah. that, and then what else did I watch last week? I, I started. I watched uh, some miniseries about uh, just another religious cult that had weight loss. I honestly feel like they're really trying to churn out these expose things. And it's just like, yeah, here's a wacky lady who's saying here's weight loss and it's also tied to Jesus and give me your money. Okay, that's a scam. I mean, from 10 years old, I know watching these people on late night TV is a scam. Mm-hmm. There's really not any amazing revelations coming out that these people are full of shit. Like, it's like there's nothing super secret about any of this. Like, they're yeah. just con artists, con artists mm-hmm. posing as evangelists. Like, okay, that's. You know, as old as the idea of organized religion, people bilking you mm-hmm. out of your money for that stuff. It's just sad that it still works on people. This yeah. one just worked because the lady was like extra nutty looking. Oh, really? Like, like take Tammy Faye Baker and yeah. like get, get, take a picture of Tammy Faye and Xerox it on a machine where the toner levels are off. <laughs> and, and move and move the photocopy around while it's be like. Yeah, the hair, like, and then part of it too. I, like, I think these people know that the more ridiculous they look, the more people will pay attention to it. Like, I don't think, yeah. it, I think it's strategic. Like, there's a sign, like, one of the highways in Oregon, you go by, it's like fresh sweet cron. They spelled corn wrong. Nobody knows that. Uh-huh. They, I'm sure they did it on purpose. You're like, oh, I'm talking about it now. I think people do that shit on purpose to mm-hmm. move the product along. So even though the fact that this lady looks nuts, I think she's consciously doing that. Yeah. I mean, she looks fucking stupid. 
<laughs> but I mean, if people are just sending you thousands of dollars every day, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll look stupid. What was I mean? The name I don't want to. I, I don't even remember. It was like, you'll? Yeah. It's one of those like was, she's the thumbnail. You, you'll stop on it because you're like, what's this bitch yeah. all about? And you're like, oh, it's an evangelist weight loss. Did program. you see? Because um, God wants one... you to be skinny, by the way, Dave. So you're, <laughs> you're you are walking in the path of the Lord by losing weight right now. Absolutely. I'm on fire for the Lord. Yeah. Um, did you see the documentary that's out recently? Uh, I think it's on Hulu about the Lou LaRue leggings pyramid scheme. Oh, yeah. I watched that? that one. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, fun fact, uh, the Katie's dad, where the, the property in the house that Katie grew up in, uh, he sold that house and that property to that couple, to those people. Oh really? And then uh, yeah, I think for a while it was their headquarters for the Lularoo, and then maybe they moved it. But yeah, those those are the people he sold uh, his. He had a, a big um, orchard, but a big house up on a hill, like forty acres of uh, mm-hmm. um, avocados and oranges and pomegranate shit like that. But oh, yeah, man. they were the ones that bought it. And uh, yeah, those pyramid schemes. That's um, man, watching that one, and she's like, yeah, some of our team leaders were making twenty nine thousand dollars a week. <laughs> It's just like, yeah. good Lord, how many people are you fucking over to get that income? And if I, I do get to a point where I'm like, if what's the difference between an MLM and a pyramid scheme is that you don't have to buy anything to mm-hmm. participate in an MLM. In the, <laughs> yeah. MLM. So therefore, that's why it's legal. It's like as long uh-huh. as you're not required to purchase anything to participate. Mm-hmm. So I... I can, like, just to try to empathize with the people that do get into that stuff, though, I can understand, like, you're sitting at home, you got however many kids, you know, more, especially with that kind of stuff, it was, like, women's wear, so they're targeting housewives that were stuck at home, and you're like, oh, I can try and make money from being around, but yeah, unless you're in early, you're screwed, but they make it seem great. Yeah. I I guess I'm saying, like, I don't think everybody's stupid that falls for that stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everybody's just trying to That's the promise of money. Everybody's trying to fucking make fun of somebody doing an MLM scheme, but then every comedian with podcast equipment mm-hmm. is just looking at the few <laughs> that made money off of it, going, That might be me, that might be me. Yeah. You can't you can't win unless you don't play. A little lotto mentality. Yeah. So Yeah, I can't uh I, honestly, yeah, trying to trying to be a stand up like I have to excuse a lot of people's ridiculous efforts mm-hmm. at making themselves happy <laughs> because that's what we did. We took a fucking long shot. Yeah, so I have to extend some some allowance. Well, that's a good way to look at it. I'm trying. I'm trying to be positive, man. <laughs> trying to be positive, oh. Dave. Oh boy! So what's on the agenda today? You got band practice later. Band practice every night this week. It's gonna sound. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, as our motto was back in the day, it's not talent, but it's entertainment. There's gonna be a lot of banter, <laughs> a lot of a lot of stage banter, a lot of chit chatting. So, beat awesome. kitchen's a cool bar too. So it'll be fun to just yeah. hang out at one of the few places that are still in Chicago that I remember. So, well, hell yeah, buddy. Yeah, we're playing with a band called Boris the Sprinkler, old heads That's from great Green name. Bay. Yeah, they were real fun. It's a great band name. Yeah, they were just the dude used to wear like a football helmet with uh, elk antlers sticking out of the side. <laughs> we just jump around all crazy. 
That was a fun. I put on a fun show, man. It was always a good show, so it's gonna be fun. See how age has slowed everybody else down. <clears throat> but that's it, man. Banging around the burbs. Kind of wish I had a kayak. Around they, the got, they got the creek. I was trying to park over by Salt Creek. I know we were going to talk about maybe a little bit of spooky stuff here. Yeah, do you want to? I want to do a deep dive. Should we just save it till you next wanna, week? You want to do a deep 50? dive on this bullshit I, you sent I me? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's a fun topic. Yeah, so we're let's, gonna, uh, I'm going to give him a teaser. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, can we'll I get read, into some... Uh, can yeah, I read ahead. the... Uh, <laughs> let me just read the article. Sure. Because that I read that, and I'm like, oh, this is, this is rich. So we want to discuss... I think, did we discuss the, the beast? Sorry, can I tell the yeah, topic? Yeah, we've... I, yeah, of course. Oh, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get deeper into it next week. But yeah, I want to talk about the Beast of Bray Road. Uh, we've okay. discussed, uh, basically it's the same thing, but we've discussed the Michigan Dogman. So this yeah. is the Wisconsin version of the Michigan Dogman, basically. Yeah, two, two, this is two states where a lot of, pe- a lot of uh, grown men sit in the woods drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> and so here's, here's the, I'm going to read the quote from what you sent me. This is from WisconsinFrights.com. Uh-huh. Um, so there's a, a reader sent in uh, this image, a uh, reader named Danny Morgan, uh-huh. and he left. The, he wrote this message along with a photo, or just, of course, a blurry photo of something. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, I took this photo Saturday night in Elkhorn, <laughs> North of Lake Geneva, after hitting a couple bars with my buddy, Morgan wrote. I told my brother I saw a wolf run across the road on its hind legs, figured a full moon just causes animals to act weird, or I scared it, but he said they're werewolves in Elkhorn. (laughs) Morgan said he thought he was on Weeks Road, but that he, quote, kind of got lost after I dropped my buddy off and just went north till I found 43. (laughs) That was, this is the message he said. here's Here's an accompanying photograph. Of a uh, of, uh, human-wolf hybrid. Also, yeah, I was a little lost after I dropped my buddy off. Kind of just drove around until I hit the interstate. <laughs> Fucking, this, guy, this guy has two gallons of lining kugels in him. And, and, his, F, and, his, and his F-350 dually was half off the road for the entire drive. Oh, oh my God. I love lining kugel. This guy, this, guy was, this guy was on a snowmobile. <laughs> without any snow in sight. It was his only mode of transportation. It can't get me with a dewey on his thing. This thing will, this thing will cut across a plowed field, snow or not. Uh, Shit you not. Fucking fuck loophole. <laughs> fucking come uh. get me, fuckers. <laughs> mm. But yeah, we'll get into that next week. I think it deserves uh, more, more oh, time. Oh, yeah. Think or keep into it. <laughs> it sure does. It's fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, fuck it. Dude. Do you, the do beast, you, the beast is in like half the picture, like it's photobombing the thing. <laughs> I'll just say this: I believe in Bigfoot. I believe that Bigfoot yeah. is some sort of uh, descendant variation, you know, from from the ape family. Why is it outside the realm of possibility there could be some sort of uh, similar version uh, with a canine, with some sort of, you know, whatever. Wherever it came from. Well, like, this is a, to, yeah, it's saying it's a werewolf versus saying it's just a wolf. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the the, the big point here with the, with Michigan Dog Man and, and uh, Beast of Bray Road and all these, it's the bipedal. It's, it's a, not just a big old there, weird wolf. Somebody People sent are me seeing a video. It on two feet. Somebody sent me a video of like a goat walking on its back legs, and that sucked. It sucked to oh, see because it was so scary. It was like a black goat. Yeah. It was a real like black Philip type of thing. Mm. Walking on its hind legs. Speaking of which, that goat they whipped out and uh, dragged me to hell. Anytime there's a goat in a horror movie, that's always a plus. These like, poor Jesus. goats. You ever hung out with goats? They're sweet as hell, man. I, I dude, I want a goat. I want. I if I ever have land, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to just have a few goats, and I yeah. want the little little short ones that do parkour. That'd be cool. I mean, I think that? they all. I think those are just baby goats. Yeah, they just fucking bounce around. Yeah. They look and so it, excited. And that's your lawn mate. Like they're having fun. Yeah, there you go. I'd love to have a few goats. I'd love to have just a couple of cows. Talk, just cause. Just hang, cows hang out. Cows seem like What's work. Up, I'm talking chickens. I think we might get... I yeah. don't know. We can't have them in Beaverton, but in Portland you can have some chickens. Our friend's got some chickens. Really? Hmm. Yeah. So I might yeah, get down with that. Chickens. I don't know if Dirt Nap would be opposed to them or be a protector. I'm not sure. Dirt Nap's really... <laughs> we got the neighbor cat that's in now. That hangs oh, out. Yeah? yeah, Dirt Nap doesn't care about anything. I told you about the rat. Yeah. And just like hung yeah. out with the rat. So I think, I think, uh, yeah, she's satiated. Her hunting days are not, maybe for sport, but not for, not for need. <laughs> oh, dirt nap. But yeah, so. All right, Good man. Times, buddy. Hey, let's do a quick uh, comic of the week. Uh, just oh, want to okay. give a shout out to a uh, friend of the show. I think uh, we're both pals with this guy. Great success. Came uh, News came out last week. Our buddy James Austin Johnson, newest cast member oh, of Saturday yeah. Night Live. And um, boy, I don't know if you saw the episode, but they just threw him right in the mix. And he 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 was the star of the cold open. He's doing uh, Joe I Biden. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so they got uh, they got Sarah Squirm on there too, mm-hmm. Sarah Sherman, yeah. who was like was always doing this super weird, <clears throat> like fun, gory, like punk rock style stuff. So the fact that she's mm-hmm. on there too, I'm like, man, I hope somebody goes in there and fucks it up instead of just coming back to L.A. Everybody yeah. that would get on Saturday Live would come back to L.A. And be like, how is it? And they're like, it's uh, no, it's yeah. good. It's like somebody who started working for like a like a cult or something that like feels like they're mm-hmm. being monitored. Yeah, yeah. And they can't yeah, say it's bad. Kind of stories. Or or they just know that it's a huge opportunity, but it's not a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's a lot of work. Like it's a lot. It's all week to get to that Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And it's so. Uh, but I mean, it's still it's it it is cool when somebody gets it. But then I'm wondering like. Did you always want it, or you wanted it what it was back in the late yeah, '80s, early yeah. '90s? Yeah, back in its heyday. But I had no idea. Like, I, I saw that, I was like, "Fucking right on!" Yeah. Hopefully, it leads. Well hopefully, it leads to larger things for those people. Is what I hope. Yeah, James, so damn funny. So yeah, I uh, funny story. I invited James to the wedding, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, the the deadline came and went, and uh, I sent him a text. You know, hey man, I'm trying to you know rush you, just trying to get a head count. And uh, didn't hear from him for, for a few days. So finally, uh, I text him again. 
And I was like, hey, man, not trying to be a dick, but is this me? No. Like, you know, try, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he immediately called me. He's like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. Uh, it's been a busy week. And I was like, yeah, you know, and I'm thinking like, yeah, we're all busy, James, whatever. Goes, no, I'm sorry, man. I, I didn't mean to ghost you, man. And he's yeah. like, can you keep a secret? And uh, the day I talked to him on the phone was the day he got word that he got hired. And he's like, I just got hired, but I'm, I'm moving next week to New York. I'm going to be on SNL. I'm like, no shit. And he goes, yeah, I'm so sorry. That's It's been a crazy few days. That's why I haven't been able to get back to you. Dude, like, well, that, that's, a, that's a fucking great excuse not to return a text. That's, that's how I remember it happening with Brooks. When he got it, we were at like a power violence or something on Santa Monica, on Santa Monica Boulevard back when, you know, back before Whitmer had an HBO special and all that yeah. stuff. And he's like, dude, I just got a call tomorrow. I'm going to audition for Saturday Night Live. I'm like, fucking really? He's like, yeah, I don't know. He's kind of sent a thing in. And then a week, like a month later, we're like, I'm on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> like it just happened. Yeah. Uh, it, it is weird to like know your friend. It's nice to know your friends from struggling, from like day jobs, mm-hmm. to get it. Yeah, yeah. Like Dude. Brooks, when Brooks was in L.A., like Brooks is from Iowa, so he kind of lumped in with the Iowa dudes that were already out there and the Midwest guys. Mm-hmm. He was working in Long Beach at a laboratory. Like he went to. He's a scientist. Mm-hmm. Like Brooks Whelan, like handled eyeballs in a lab for experiments. Yeah. And would still yeah. be partying every night. They'd have to drive back to Long Beach and go handle <laughs> eyeballs hungover. Oh, man. Yeah, I was, uh, James and I used to tour together a lot, and uh, mm. we were both, you know, in this boat. But I remember James being so broke that he was like, dude, I just had to cancel my $7 Spotify. $7. He goes, I know that that's not going to make a difference, but it's just the principle. I, I can't have all these little monthly things if I can barely buy dinner. Dude, I got to say, I, I go through my bills. <laughs> like, I, I I should do it more often to be like, how much for this? Mm-hmm. Like, I can afford It's not about affording it. It's about being like, wait a minute, fuck this. Yeah. Like, Rachel, you're yeah. paying for Hulu? Because why am I paying for Hulu if you're paying for Hulu? <laughs> I turned into yeah, an James old man at the me. Verizon store today. I'm like, I got to buy another one of these goddamn special chargers because I got the new iPhone. I, left the, old, I, left, the, I left the old one in a hotel, and his phone sucks anyway. I can see this 19-year-old working at Verizon does not give a shit about me. It's just putting up with an old guy complaining about things. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> this isn't your fault. You don't give a fuck. James was, was with me when uh, the van got totaled. We got hit oh, head yeah. on. By that drunk driver, James was uh, with me on that tour when we just had a great show in Athens, Georgia, riding high. We had about a 20-minute drive back to the uh, hotel and uh, crest in a hill at like midnight and just boom, guy guy was right in our lane. Didn't even have time to, to dodge or anything. And uh, boy, it was pretty gnarly. But yeah, Remember James that. and I both uh, were, that was a hell of a way. To, that was like the second show of, of like a three-week tour. So that was, uh, that was good times. But yeah, well deserved. Congrats, uh, James. Never, uh, you know, all the new cast members. That other guy, Aristotle dude. Uh, fans of um, Silicon Valley will know that he's. I guess it was the final season. He played this weird character called uh, Gabe, who had these like built-in. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It was like these shin guards, but then a, a two kickstands would pop out. It was like a portable chair. And, like, his little physical gag was the whole season. He'd be walking around, and then, like, he'd ask somebody to do something, and they'd go, yeah, I'll get right on that. And then he would just plop down his little portable chair right in front of him. <laughs> so I forgot his last name, but Aristotle somebody, that guy. Uh, yeah. The, the third guy that got hired there this season. So, yeah, good luck to all those folks. Hopefully and, it is uh, a beneficial experience for all involved. 
Yeah. No, I think James is, I mean, he, I don't know uh, enough about the, the history of the show and stuff, but people on Twitter were talking about, like, that's the most airtime someone's ever gotten in their debut. You know, I guess the featured players is where they start you out at. They uh, they normally don't get that much airtime, especially on the first episode of the season. Yeah. But they, they threw him into the mix, and he delivered. So good luck, James. Good for him. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Uh, I do not know who is on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I can't keep up with that. I know James Austin Johnson's on Saturday Night Live. That's what I know now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, right on. Dude, where's, uh, where's our next uh, shows? Where can people see you? Then it started at Oklahoma City on the 13th. Dallas on the 14th. Tickets looking pretty sad. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Come on, folks. I feel, felt good. Move up to theaters. Maybe I'll try and uh, thumb my own dick up my ass. What a, what a move. What a move that was. Yeah, no, I'm moving up to theaters. I can still sell the same amount of tickets. I just want to see what it looks like with the people spread out. (laughs) It's not for me. It's Uh, for you. I want to give everybody room to to really stretch out. And that's why I moved up to theaters. Mm. Nah, it's going to work out, buddy. You're going to have a lot of walk-up traffic. But I got, yeah, I got a bunch of dates. Bunch of dates coming up. Dates. There you go, buddy. Like Sam Talent's um, going to bury me through New England the week after that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I'm fucking scared, man. Come on, Sammy. I'm a fucking old man. Take it easy, Sam. Let yeah, me, Sam's let me, uh, let me not just, easy to follow. No, man. Just be a headliner, dude. Stop featuring. You're out. <laughs> you, ranked your, you ranked yourself out. There's nobody ranking people in comedy. I'm ranking Sam out of featuring. <laughs> Give them a promotion. Yeah. Uh, I got a few dates real quick. Next Tuesday, the twelfth, I'll be in Reno at uh, Coffee and Comics. Fifteenth uh, and sixteenth, I'll be in Seattle for four shows at Laughs Comedy Club. That new room is uh, a good setup up there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, how long now? When you say new, is that the one that's? It's been there a couple of years. It's not like within a few months. Yeah, well, I I, I hadn't been to it since it was in that strip uh-huh. mall in Kirkland. So now it's in Seattle okay. proper. Yeah. It's- yeah. Yeah, that's the one I've been to. So, yeah, I like that little room. So, yeah, I'll be up there 15th and 16th. Uh, on the 19th, I'll be in Portland at Helium. And then on the 22nd, 23rd, I'll be in Eureka at Savage Henry Comedy Club. All those Good tickets are Yeah, Dumbdumstows.com. Yeah, yeah, I love, uh, I love Eureka, that area. So, yeah, that'll be a fun run. Go up and putz around uh, your neck of the woods a little bit while you're out of town. Yeah, unfortunately, I won't be there. Sorry to do that. What days? Wait, so you just said, what days of Portland? Uh, 19th. Tuesday the 19th. Oh, yeah. We'll be back around for that. Unforch. Sorry, bud. Well, cool, buddy. Uh, have fun back home. Tell the, uh, tell the other Grand Marquis we're rooting for you guys. Give them uh, hell Saturday night. It's something. It's going to be something. Where can we get tickets? Does the venue have a website? I mean, I think you can get them. At, yeah, go to Beat Kitchen. Otherwise, I think they're just at the door. I think, I think this whole thing those. is old school. <laughs> Buy them at the door. There you go. You guys got merch? No. no. We never had merch. We never had, we never had <laughs> CDs. No. We didn't do anything right. Hmm. We would just practice and have fun and then do sh- We were actually annoyed when we'd have shows because we'd have to like load everything. We were the, like, the laziest band. <laughs> oh, fuck. We got shows. Oh, we got... Pack all this stuff up. Like it's more fun to just practice and hang out. Now we gotta be there on time. Mm-hmm. Set it all yeah. up. 
carry it out to the car. <laughs> we did not want it. We said we wanted it. We did not want it. <clears throat> well, give them hell, dude. Rock right. and roll. That's exciting. All right. We'll tell Katie to keep an eye out for them ghosts. Watch some more mm-hmm. scary movies this week. Hell yeah, dude. All right. All right, buddy. Have fun. Uh, we'll holler at you next week. The Boogie Monster. Network.